Lord God. If you have a Bible, go to 2 Chronicles chapter 26 of 2 Chronicles. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 2 Chronicles chapter 26, beginning at verse 1. And all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the place of his father Amaziah. And he built Eloth and restored it to Judah after the king slept with his fathers. And Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 42 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hekliah of Jerusalem. And he did right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. And he continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding through the vision of God, as long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. And as long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts this evening. And that you would make manifest to us the truth of what you desire to do among us. And the heart that we must have towards you. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you say this with me? As long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. Dice la Escritura que mientras que Usías buscó a Jehová, Jehová lo prosperó. I want to real quickly just give you five things that God wants to do in your life. And he wants to do them often, and he wants to do them uh, frequently in your life. And he did them in the life of Uzziah. He was a 16-year-old when God made him king over the nation of Israel. Any teenagers in here tonight? Yeah, I thought so. 16 years old, and he was the king of the nation of Israel. And God did some extraordinary things through Uzziah. A los 16 años de edad, Dios hizo cosas extraordinarias a través de Uzias. And they're, uh, they're going to be enumerated within the next 10 or so verses of the scripture. I'm just going to give you the highlights of them. In verse 6, God gave him the power to make war against his enemies. God wants to give you the power to make war against your enemies. Say amen, somebody. He wants to give you and I spiritual warfare victories. He wants to give us the kinds of victories that are so significant. They mark our lives for generations to come. And those were the kinds of things that God did in the life of this man that he chose as a young man, Uzziah. He was a military um, uh, expert. He was a military achiever, even at a young age. The Bible said that he conquered the Philistines because God helped him. 
And there are some things that you're going to have to fight, as we said this morning, some areas in our life where there requires a struggle for the domination of those places in our life that God has promised to bless. And God wants to give you spiritual warfare victories. He wants to give you power over hell itself. As we have heard uh, preached in the last sermon series that he said that he would give us on earth as it was in heaven and that his kingdom would come and his will would be done and that he would give us power over the evil one. And so God did this thing in Uzziah's life. He gave him victory in battle and he made him strong. This is the second thing God wants to do in your life. He wants to make you strong. He doesn't just want to make you victorious, but he wants to make you strong. So many times the reasons why we fail uh, at battle is not because we don't know enough. It's not because we don't have the right information or the right tools, but often it's because we have a weakness in our will toward God, a weakness in our desire to fight and to stand determined. And often that weakness in us can cause us to lose out on the blessing that God would have for us. But God gave uh, Uzziah strength. And God wants to give you strength. Somebody say tonight, God, make me strong. How many of you know you need some strength from the Lord? There are some goals that you have, some achievements, a call of God upon your life. You're going to need some strength. It's going to require strength to stand the test and to fight the good fight. And God made Uriah strong. Oh, friends, when you can count with the strength of God on your behalf, there is nothing that can stand against you because you you become a weapon in the hand of God for mighty works and for mighty things. He strengthened Uzziah. God made him strong. In verse uh, 8, it says, and he became very strong. God wants to make you very strong. Strong in faith, strong in in your conviction, strong in your prayer life, strong in your in your worship, strong in the work that you do or in the marketplace, strong in your relationships. He wants to make you strong so that you can stand against the wilds of the enemy. In verse ten, we read that God helped him to build. Towers. It says he built towers and he hewned out cisterns. God wants to make you a builder. That's the third thing that God wants to do. God made Uzziah an incredible builder. He was a man who could build the, the things that were uh, that he imagined in his mind, and he built towers that were that were remarkable for his day. Can God use you to build something in this generation? Can God use us to build something that will defy the enemy and defy the things that the enemy says about us. God made him a mighty 
builder. He raised him up as a man of incredible insight and intelligence and he was able to build where others could not build. Friend, I believe this is God's word for us, for you, and for us in this generation. I want to use you to build where others have failed to build, to to be effective where others have been ineffective, to win those places that no one else could win. Come on somebody, God wants to make us builders. Kingsway Church God has called us to build. It's more than just buildings, but he's called us to build lives, to build families, to build men and women of character and integrity in discipleship. God has called us to build. He made Uzziah an incredible builder. In verse 11, the Bible says that the Lord made him ready for battle, and that Uzziah prepared 307,500 men who could wage war. It caused them an elite army. He was a man that God used to prepare the nation for the work and move of God. This is the fourth thing that God wants to do through you. He wants to use you to prepare others, to prepare others for heaven, to prepare others for the battles that they're going to face in life. He wants to use you to be someone who can prepare the way for God to come in and invade a city and a community. You and I have been called by God to be a John the Baptist in our city, to say, prepare ye the way of the Lord, to say there is a, a a move of God that is coming for our city. And we have been called to prepare. While others may be prayerless, we must be a prayerless church. For God has called us to be a ready place. The Bible said that Uzziah prepared for all the armies, shields and spears and helmets, body armor, and bowls and sling stones. Can I tell you, Kingsway, the time to get ready is past. It is time to begin to prepare somebody else. You and I must go to battle in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. It's time to get off the sidelines and go and make war in the name of Jesus. He called him and equipped him with great readiness. Say that with me tonight. Lord, keep me ready. You see, there is a great, a great uh, a danger in getting too comfortable. Sometimes uh, we get so comfortable, we, we have our, our uh, and I'm the first one guilty of this, right? We have our, our favorite chair in church, and we have our favorite songs that we like to hear sung, and we have our favorite day of the week that we like to come to church, and, and it's difficult sometimes to get away from that routine because that routine makes us comfortable. It kind of rocks us to sleep, and that routine can make us sometimes unprepared, but you and I have to be always ready, always on the alert because God is on the move. God is up to something. You have to be ready. But when he says move, you can move with him and go where he is calling us to go. Is there anybody here in the house of God tonight? This is my favorite one. In verse 15, the Bible says that in Jerusalem, he made engines of war and invented by skilled men on the towers. Listen, Uriah was an inventor. A God wants to make you an inventor. 
You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? God wants to give you strategies and ideas so that you can accomplish the work that he has called you to do. Listen, friends, you and I need to be uh, listening to the voice of God because he's going to be giving you ideas and strategies for how to win your school and how to win your neighborhood and how to win this community. Come on, somebody. You and I have been called by God to be innovative on the cutting edge. They created what, what could best be described as a catapult, a, a weapon that would cast mighty, mighty stones upon their enemies. God gave them strategies. He gave them divine uh, ideas that made things work. What would happen if God gave you a million dollar idea? There's nobody at church tonight. What would happen if God gave you a million dollar idea? Would you work it or sit on it? Can God trust you with, uh, with an innovation, with a new strategy for how to get the job done? You see, some of us have been called to preach and God gives us innovation as to how to do that and to do it on, on the internet and to do it on the radio and television. Some of you have been called to business and I declare prophetically that God is going to give to this house innovation and strategy for business so that you can fund the work of the kingdom of God. I wish there was some agreement in the house house of God tonight if you don't want it you just say pass the peas but if you want it you serve this thing onto your plate God wants to give you a new idea fresh strategies to give you the innovation to say you know what if I look at this a different way I think we can do better with this you see, we're not going where we're going so that you can stay where you are. I think I need to say that again. Kingsway Church is not going where it's going so that you can stay where you are. You see, God is calling us upward. And he doesn't plan to leave you down and out. He's calling you to rise up. And while some people are getting stuck in their sleep and their slumber and others are getting into their, into their backslidden habits, God is calling for a church that will say, God, I'm going to be hot in the spirit. I want to be tuned to the voice of the almighty God. I want to know what you would say to me, whether it be for business or for my relationships or for my family or for my church. God, I want to be receptive to those ideas and strategies that you would give us in order to do the work of the ministry this year. The, uh, the, uh, the ladies that run the Vacation Bible School, they came with an innovative idea. And they said, Pastor, we want to take Vacation Bible School to the park. You know, uh, they, were, they were acting upon an idea that came from God. How many of you know that that came from God? That was God's idea. Well, you know what? I'm expecting more big ideas. I'm expecting more God ideas. You're not going to get them watching TV, church. You're not going to get them playing around on the, on, on the Internet. You're going to get them hearing the voice of God. Come on, somebody. You and I need to be in tune. So that we can hear what God would say to us. 
When we will act upon that, he'll do it. He made him strong in war. He made him a warrior. He made him strong. He made him a builder. He made him a, a man who was ready and prepared and prepared others. He made him an innovator and an inventor. Now listen, the question then becomes, can you stand to be blessed? If God did all these five things in your life, could you stand it? It's quiet in here tonight. Could you stand to be blessed? Look at verse 16. It says, but when he became strong, his heart was so proud. When he became strong, his heart was so proud. Can you stand to be blessed? If God gave you everything you're praying for tonight, could you receive it and not become prideful? Uzziah was mightily used of God. More than 50 years he reigned. And yet, when he became strong, his heart was so proud that he acted corruptly and he was unfaithful to the Lord his God. And he entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Now I want, I want you to tune in real quick, real close to what I'm saying tonight. In the nation of Israel, there were three separate offices. The entire government of Israel was three offices. The office of the priest, the office of the prophet, the office of the king. And the only one who had a right to enter the holy place was the priest. The king had his role, but he wasn't a priest. Didn't have that right to go in and offer incense to the Lord. And yet here we see that Uzziah does this very thing. Because he had it, he got it, uh, he had it going in his direction and everything was great and and things were going his way his pride told him you can go in there and do the priest's job and he he assumed for himself he took for himself the honor and the privilege that belonged to the priest And you know, that really wasn't the worst of it. The worst of it was that he went in with a prideful heart. You know what Uzziah was thinking? He was thinking, I've got this. This is where you and I must be cautious, friends. Because the Bible tells us that Uzziah went in and he offered incense on the altar of the Lord. And Azariah the priest, with 80 other priests, came in to the temple to oppose him. He said, Uzziah, you're wrong. 
This thing that you're doing is not uh, approved by God. They said to him, uh, the Bible said they opposed him. They opposed Uriah and said, it is not for you, Uriah, the, uh, Uzziah, the burnt incense of the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated, uh, the burnt in- incense. They said, get out of the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful. And you will have, and you have not honored the Lord God. And Uzziah, with the incense in his hand, listen, verse nineteen, with the censer in his uh, in his hand for burning incense, became enraged. How dare you tell me I can't do this? Can you stand to be blessed? He had an opportunity to repent. He said, get out of the sanctuary. Don't dishonor the Lord. But instead of repenting, he he doubled down on his pride. I know what I'm doing. I've got this figured out. Scripture said that leprosy broke out over his forehead. The king of Israel became a leper because he dishonored the house of the Lord. And that day was the end of his kingdom. He had to go and live in a separate house, and his son began to do the work. The Bible said that Uzziah was a leper to the day of his death, and he lived in a separate house being a leper. Can you stand to be blessed? God wants to do so many things on your behalf that if he told it to you, you wouldn't believe it. But here's what he says to us tonight, Kingsworth. Keep your heart pure. Keep your heart sensitive to the voice of of God. It's not a threat of leprosy. It's not that God's saying, I'm going to make lepers out of you. No, he's saying to us, I want to bless your socks off. But keep your heart right. Make me the center of your attention. And listen, what was Uzziah doing except that he went in to worship God out of pride, not out of humility. This is where we have to be warned tonight that we must not become a church that worships out of what we know. That worships out of routine. We must be a church that cultivates the presence of God with a pure heart. And I believe that you are that. But I can see the tendency that comes from time to time within the body of Christ to get so complacent and so used to things that we don't don't seek God's presence like we used to. 
Because we, we think church has become a machine. You just crank it this way and this happens. God says, what I want to do among you, I can't do in a church that thinks that I'm a machine. I need a church that has a blank slate before God and a pure heart that says, Lord, do what you will. In your small groups, let God do what he will. In your Bible studies, let God do what he will. In, in the worship service, we must continue to be that people that have a tenderness of heart toward God to say, God, interrupt our program, interrupt whatever we have planned because we want you. You're why we came to this place. After all, this is the house of God. I said, this is the house of God. And if we have come to the house of God, surely it is because we desire to meet with God, that we desire to hear from God, that we desire to be in the place where God can speak. Don't ever lose the awe of the presence of the Lord. We'll never lose the sense of wonder. We'll never become mechanical in your worship to God. From a pure heart, offer a pure sacrifice. Sometimes you don't feel like it. I know. Sometimes you're tired. You're weary. Sometimes you have done all you can just to get to church. Sometimes it's hard to set this body aside and just say, you know what? I know you're hungry. I know you're tired. I know you're under stress. But I am going to worship my God. I'm going to sit at his feet and let him speak to me. Because I don't want to be blessed and not have the blesser in my life. I don't want to be blessed and not have the God who blessed me. In my life. I want to walk with him. And talk with him. And know him. Tonight. If you have lost. That first love. For God. You've lost that. That hunger. And that thirst for him. He's calling you back tonight. And saying. Don't make this a. A tradition. A routine. I brought you out of that. Keep a pure heart. And you can do that as I do, is just being honest before God, saying, God, I don't really feel like this right now. I'm not feeling it, as my students say in the Bible school. I'm not feeling it. But you see, we don't worship because we're feeling it. 
We worship because he's worthy of receiving our worship. And we will find a continuous flow of his anointing flowing through this house. Praise team, don't ever become mechanical in your worship. Keep a sensitive ear to the voice of God. It's not about the music or the skills. It's not about whether you made a perfect transition. It's about whether you have met with God. It's about opening the door for others to enter in to his presence. God seeks only that from you. Everything else He's going to reward. He's going to reward the hard work. He's going to reward the long hours. He's going to reward the, uh, the, the great attempts at excellence. He's going to reward all of those things without a doubt. But what he wants most is a pure heart. So give him that continually. As you have brought that heart to him, he has used you and he's going to use you even more. And he's going to raise you up. And he's going to do things through you that will leave you astounded. And you will say, look what the Lord has done. Keep your life of prayer at the top Teachers, elders, deacons, keep your life of prayer at the top. Small group leaders, keep your life of prayer at the top. Don't make this a routine. We have experienced an incredible year of God working and moving through us. And it can be easy to say, all right, I've got it. I get it. I know how to do this. We'll never know how to do this. We need a daily outpouring of the presence of God. We need a daily outpouring of an anointing of the Spirit of God. And when I preach to them and I preach to you, I preach to myself because I cannot just preach because I know how to preach. I can write a sermon in 10 minutes if I wanted to, but it's not about that. Sermons can't save souls. Sermons can't bring the fire. It's the anointing of the Spirit of God that makes the difference. And God says to us, Keep your heart pure. That means you have a pure heart. You have a pure heart. You have a pure heart. Keep your heart pure. 
Because you see, with, with growth comes the tendency to take and adopt the way that others do things. And to say, well, they did it like that. And they do it like this. And now we're on that level. No, friend. No, never, 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 never. We must never go by the pattern of any other. We must follow the pattern of the Spirit of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. As long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. Kingsway. As long as we seek the Lord, God will prosper us.